0: Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the outreach minister here on staff and for the next half hour. I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider explains the prophetic fulfillment of God's fall holy days. The Fall Holy Days are right around the corner and Yom Terah or the Feast of Trumpets is celebrated on the first day of Tishrei, which is the seventh month of God's holy calendar. And Jewish people all around the world celebrate this day by blowing the shofar. But as believers in Messiah, should we celebrate these special days too or are they only for the Jewish people? Well, those are two questions that Rabbi Schneider answers today in our message titled Meeting God. Let's get started with prayer.
1: Father, we worship you today. Your word says that all things are from you and through you and to you. So Father, we just lift up your word to you today and we lift up today's broadcast and pray that your word would go forth sharper than a two-edged sword, cutting even the division of the soul and the spirit and accomplishing in our life for your purposes, all that you desire it to do. And all of us that are in agreement today spoke Hebrew and said, amen. I bet some of us didn't know that the word amen is actually a Hebrew word meaning let it be. And it comes from the Hebrew word emunah meaning faith. So when we say amen or amen, we're basically saying let it be and we're expressing faith in what has just been said. I wanna talk today about a very special sacred subject. We're gonna be looking at the prophetic fulfillment of God's fall holy days. I'm gonna be showing you how the things that the Lord wrote about the days that we call Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement, I'm gonna show you what these feasts mean for us as believers and how they're going to be fulfilled for you and I, both in the present sense and in the futuristic sense, as well as how they're already being fulfilled in our lives as God's children. Let's begin today by going to the book of Leviticus, which contains God's whole sacred calendar. Many of you know, God has a calendar. He has certain holy days from which we get the concept of holidays. We're gonna be looking now at what are the marked days of God on his calendar. Now, let me say this at the onset, that God's calendar doesn't completely correspond to the calendars that we use in America or even around the rest of the world, which are called the Greco-Gregorian calendars. In other words, God's months are not January, February, March. He has different months. He's on a different system. And this first feast that we're gonna look at takes place on the seventh month of God's calendar. It's called the month of Tishrei. It's the most holy month of the year. And we're gonna be looking at several of God's holy days that take place on this seventh month of Tishrei. Let's go now to begin to the book of Leviticus. I'm gonna read as our foundational scripture, Leviticus 23, verse 23 through 25. Hear the word of God. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the sons of Israel saying, in the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder, By blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation, you shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. I want to point out two foundational concepts in this scripture verse that we just read. Number one, I want to talk about the word reminder. The Lord said, you shall have a reminder, and this reminder shall be, he said, by the blowing of trumpets. So let's pause for a second. First of all, what was it that the children of Israel were to be reminded of? It's an interesting holiday in terms of looking at the scriptural context of it because the scripture itself does not give us a direct explanation here. Only when it happens in the month of Tishrei on the first of the month that we're to blow trumpets and that the trumpets are to be a reminder. So the first question we're asking ourselves is, What was the blowing of the trumpets reminding the children of Israel of? I want to take you back now to give you the answer to that into the Torah. We know that the most climactic event in Israel's history was when God appeared to over a million Jews, a million Israelites at the base of Mount Sinai. Now, let me say the coming of Jesus was the climax of it all. But up to this point, in other words, when we're reading from the book of Leviticus, the most climactic event in Israel's history up to that time was the time, beloved children of God, when Yahweh himself, when the God of Israel himself, visibly appeared to them when he was on top of Mount Sinai and they were surrounding the mountain at the base. In fact, I want you to get this. You cannot explain the existence of the Jewish people today unless this event at Mount Sinai really happened. Because think about it. The Jewish people have been out of their own land, out of Israel for about two thirds of their existence. They were scattered amongst all the peoples of the earth. Now we know that Israel became a nation again in 1948. And Jewish people began to make Aliyah. They began to move to Israel from all over the world. But up to this point, most of them, beloved, were scattered all over the earth, just as God told them what happened in the Torah prophetically. So here they are. They're in the nations of the world, and they're separated from each other by great oceans. They're absorbed into these Gentile worlds. And yet, even living as a remnant people separated from each other all over the earth, they retain their identity. And here they are now with nothing to bolster them up, no type of cultural boosting from the peoples they're surrounded by. And yet they were so marked by this event at Mount Sinai that they were all saying the same thing regardless of where in the world they were. They said, we are Jews. God appeared to us at Mount Sinai. He delivered us out of Egypt by the blood of the Passover lamb, and they never forgot it. They never faltered. They never compromised. Jews for 3,500 years have been telling the same story. And there's one explanation only for this, and that is, beloved child of God, that it really happened. Consider this, when we think about this whole phenomenon and this Extraordinary, remarkable preservation of the Jewish people. Not only was their identity preserved when they were scattered all over the earth, surrounded by Gentile cultures with no way of communicating with each other, not only was their identity and history preserved amongst them, but when you look at Jewish people today, they make up less than one fifth of 1% of the world's population and yet have one. About 22% of the Nobel Prizes ever given. I mean, the only thing that explains this phenomenon is the Word of God, that God really did choose Israel out of the peoples of the world for a special purpose. He supernaturally preserved them when they were scattered amongst the nations. And even today, they're supernaturally having impact in the world that far outweighs their numbers. This is real revelation, beloved ones. This is a fact. So getting back now to the Feast of Trumpets, to Rosh Hashanah, and tying this in to Leviticus 23, verse 23 through 25, which we just read, that the Feast of Trumpets takes place every year, the seventh month of the year, on the first day of the Hebrew month of Tishrei, which is the seventh month once again, and Jewish people are to blow trumpets as a reminder what they were reminded of, what they were remembering, and what Jewish people remember today every year When the shofar is blown in the synagogue all over the world, when Jewish people celebrate this holiday, they're reminded of when they were gathered at the base of Mount Sinai 3,500 years ago, and the holy God of Israel, Yahweh himself, appeared on top of the mountain in glory. A trumpet sounded from heaven. The trumpet grew louder and louder and louder. It was a supernatural divine trumpet shouting from the sky. And when the trumpet blast reached a crescendo, a climax, Yahweh Himself, God Himself spoke to the Jewish people and they trembled in such fear. They had to beg Moses to tell him to stop. You're listening
0: to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, a special announcement.
1: Join Rabbi to celebrate the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah 2023, September 15th through 17th at Lion of Judah World Outreach Center in Toledo, Ohio. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com for more information. Make your plans to join other believers as we gather to expect, anticipate, and pray for Messiah's soon return. Services will include special Messianic Jewish worship with Siegelit music. Celebrate the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah 2023.
0: Discovering the Jewish Jesus could not accomplish its mission without partners like you. Together, we are preparing men and women for the soon return of Jesus. So please stop by our website to give a one-time donation or to partner with us on a monthly basis. Through your simple act of generosity, you are making an impact go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835.
1: And now with the conclusion of today's message, here is Rabbi Schneider. So we're gonna go ahead and read the account now in the book of Exodus chapter number 19, verse 10 and 11. Hear the word of God. The Lord also said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Continue with the 16th verse. So it came about on the third day when it was morning, there were thunder and lightning flashes and a thick cloud upon the mountain and a very loud trumpet sound so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. They literally met God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. And it continues on in the 18th verse. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mountain quaked violently. When the sound of the trumpet, now remember we're in the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Truah, they're to blow a trumpet and they're to be reminded of something. Here's what they are being reminded of. When the sound of the trumpet Grew louder and louder. Moses spoke, and God answered him with thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. And so every year, when Jewish people go to synagogue and the trumpet, the shofar, is blown, What God is wanting to remind them of is that they met him at Mount Sinai 3,500 years ago, and their meeting him, beloved ones, was announced, listen now, with the blowing of the shofar. Now think about this as we relate it to the fulfillment in Yeshua, in Jesus, as I take you now to the book of 2 Thessalonians, chapter four, verse 16 and 17, Hear the word of God. I want you to see how what we just studied connects to this prophetic fulfillment. Hear God's word. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Remember, he descended upon Mount Sinai. Now we're looking at what's happening at Yeshua's return. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so we shall always be with the Lord. When Yeshua HaMashiach returns, His return is announced with the blowing of the trumpet, with the blowing of the shofar. We just read it in 1 Thessalonians 4:16 and 17. And when He returns being announced by the blowing of the shofar, the dead in Christ will arise. And then those of us that are alive on planet Earth that know him will also arise to meet him in the air, even as Moses went up the mountain to meet him at the top of the mountain. Isn't that incredible, beloved ones? I want to share with you two things. This is reality. Number one, I want to impress upon our hearts today that Yeshua's return is a reality. You can. Put your entire faith in it. He really is coming back. I'm going to talk about this, and I believe God's going to strengthen your faith today through his word. You know, sometimes we hear about the return of Jesus, and it kind of goes in one ear and out the other. I'm not saying that's you, but I'm just saying for a lot of people, because they've heard about it for so long, it's so far outside our experience He didn't return yesterday, he didn't return last week, didn't return last year. In fact, no matter how old you are, he hasn't returned yet. He hasn't returned in your parents' lifetime, your grandparents' lifetime. And after a while, human nature is that we can stop expecting that yeah, we hear it, we agree with it theologically and doctrinally, but are we really expecting it? Today, I want to impress upon you, my friend, you should expect this. In fact, Scripture teaches us that Father God and Jesus want every generation to expect Him to return in their lifetime. I'm going to help you today to take a hold of the fact of the soon and imminent return of Jesus Christ. Then also, I want to impress upon you, my friends, the reality of heaven. You know, we hear about heaven, we believe in heaven, but I'm gonna help you, I believe, with God's help to really take a hold of the fact that heaven is a real place. That those of us that know him are really gonna go here. Let's begin with the first of these. I wanna talk about today, Jesus is really coming back. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 14, verse two and three. Jesus said in my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Jesus is promising, he says, if it were not so, he said, I wouldn't be telling you this. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I'm coming again to receive you to myself. Jesus is coming again. Get that in your heart right now. Jesus is coming back for you. Peter warned us about the danger of losing faith in this. He warned us about losing our sense of expectancy. He talked about people that began to say in their heart, you know what, he hasn't come back for all these years. Where is he? And they begin to stop looking. This is what the story of the 10 virgins is about. 10 of them said they believed that the bridegroom was gonna return, but five of the 10 stopped looking. They stopped paying attention. They quit having oil in their lamps. It wasn't that they said they didn't believe in it, but they lost their faith to expect it to happen soon. And because of that, they fell asleep. And when the bridegroom returned, they weren't ready and they weren't able to enter. And I'm telling you, my beloved friend, Jesus is about to come back for you soon. In fact, His last words in Scripture were these, I am coming quickly. You're going to meet Him and I'm going to meet Him either by our death, which we don't know when that's going to happen, or by His return. And it's going to happen just like that. Life goes by like a vapor. Those of us that are older, we look back on our life and it's gone by so quickly. You and I are going to meet Jesus soon. And knowing this should help us focus every single day to live for Him. Because what's left, the world is passing away. It's luster passing away. But the scripture says, he that does the will of God abides forever. You see, Father God, put this holiday in His sacred calendar because He wants to remind us every year that Jesus is coming back, He's coming back soon, and He's coming back for you. This holy day called Rosh Hashanah, Jewish people refer to it as Rosh Hashanah, which means the head of the year. Biblically, probably a better name is Yom Truah, the Feast of Trumpets. The Lord put this in His calendar for the entire church so that we could every year have a time in our life where we refocus on the return of jesus christ beloved one he's coming back for you and he's coming back sooner than you and i think or realize he wants each and every one of us to expect him to return and live as if he's going to return in our own lifetime i want to encourage you today Once again, the last words that Jesus spoke were, I'm coming back quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to what he's done. Why would this be his last word in Revelation? Because he wants us to live with our eyes in his return. Jesus is coming back for you.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and to learn more about these wonderful, prophetic fall holy days that begin at sunset on Friday, September the 15th, or to learn more about our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider, I want to invite you, go to our website and explore We have a treasury of Messianic books, articles, and resources that have been created to help you understand these special set-apart days. And I believe you'll be blessed by them. You'll find this and so much more online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And you know, one day, the very last trumpet will sound and everything will change. But until then, it means there's still time to make a difference in the life of someone you. You've never met. We'd love for you to support this ministry through your prayers and your financial gifts. So let's turn our attention back to Rabbi to share what's on his mind when it comes to supporting this nonprofit ministry.
1: Beloved, I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's broadcast. The Bible tells us in the book of 3 John chapter 1, verse 8, that we should financially support the ministries that are feeding us spiritually. And in so doing, John says, we'll become fellow workers with the truth. I want to encourage you. If the Lord is bearing witness with your heart to support us, would you just be obedient to him? The scripture tells us that everything we sow into the kingdom of God for the purpose of extending God's kingdom in the world, is gonna come back to us pressed down good measure and running over into our laps. And I also believe that when you financially support us, the Lord's gonna open up your heart to receive even more revelation from Him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved, you and I truly are partners together. Without you, I can't broadcast. I wanna thank you for your love and for your financial support. If you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to make an offering to the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus today, just do it, beloved, you'll be blessed.
0: If God is leading you to support this ministry, call 800-777-7835 or automate your gift each month by signing up to become a monthly partner at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. As our way of saying thank you for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month along with our current newsletter. And before we wrap up today's message, I'd like to share a couple of comments that we received Our first one says... Thank you, Rabbi, for this reminder. When I was 12 years old, God spoke to me and said, tell them I'm coming back soon. That has been my life's mission, and I believe I will see him return one of these days with my own eyes. Praise be unto Jesus forever. And then there's this note that we received on our social media page. These spring and fall feasts are divine appointments of God to those on earth. They are sacred to him, and so it's an important event that every believer should honor. Amen, amen, they truly are. And once again, if you'd like to learn more about these special days, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And right now, let's wrap up today's message with the priestly
1: blessing. In the Old Testament book of Numbers, we find a blessing God speaks over his children through Moses and Aaron. It carries the idea of favor and expression. Open your heart to the Spirit and the Word today and receive Father's goodness into your life with confidence. Yahweh <laughs> Yahweh vi khuna khon isa yawe banavela
0: If you'd like more information about Discovering the Jewish Jesus, visit our website at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. And while you're there, let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next time when Rabbi Schneider continues this discussion of the prophetic fulfillment of God's fall holy days. That's Thursday on
1: Discovering the Jewish Jesus.